Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of Sports Talk with Rags. And today we have here on the phone Chris Myers with us of Fox Sports. And as it's uh, morning where he's at, Chris, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Thanks for your interest. Sure, no problem. I appreciate your your time. And hey, let's uh let's start at the beginning here. What uh what got your interest here to uh become a broadcaster? Well, I was a fan of uh, I don't know, late night talk show interviews and game shows and so interacting with people and then a sports fan as a kid falling into a talk show and and realizing I wasn't sure what that that would be a career or profession, but it was a it was a fun kind of a thing to, <laughs> to escape, you know, homework and some of the other things that it pressures you face growing up as a kid, at least to me, a little dramatic. But uh, calling it on a show, they invited me down there. I had a deep voice to, to be a guest on the show and then kind of worked in radio in South Florida in Miami to, to you know, I didn't finish college, so worked through enough in college to get into television and, and kind of follow the path. And that's what's great about you know, sports media is that it's continued to, to grow and evolve, whether it's with radio, TV, cable channels, social media, uh, teams having their own broadcast channels, sports having their own channels. I mean, it wasn't wasn't that way. There, you know, it's, we, we, thankfully we have all these opportunities today. So uh, yeah, it was kind of a it was a kind of a fun approach to. I like sports, obviously, so the competition, uh, but it was more about interacting with people, interviewing people, and, and talking about you know not only the game, but you know why you did what you did in the game, or why you wanted to win this game, or. Or how do you respond to what happened? Those, those kinds of things. And through the years at ESPN and Fox, and it's been uh, it's been really fun from a, from a number of different levels. Whether it's reporting, hosting on television, calling play by play, whatever. Uh, it, it really hasn't. I still have that same kind of fan interest, excitement level uh, that I, that I've had since I was a kid, and I probably won't ever lose that. Right. I just enjoy sports and people so much. Yes, and that's uh, that's great, and. Uh... Hey, starting out at um, ESPN there in '88. I mean, you uh, you did shows like Sports Center, Baseball Tonight, and even covering the '89 uh, World Series that not only had the uh, two Bay Area teams, but also had the uh, incident of the earthquake. Yeah, there were a couple of significant events, and it was great about the, what I call the golden years of ESPN through the '90s. Uh, the, the personalities were established. They were getting more sports. They just weren't a cable channel. Again, at the time, you didn't have and really any competition on a national scale of 24-hour sports. Right. And so it, it was special. And some really good people there. Was, it really had a family atmosphere. And, and I got to do it, as you mentioned, Sports Center, different things before I went to up close and did the interview show from the West Coast. But uh, this was great about it. There were, there were so many different things that we covered. And, and some, some sports stories turned into bigger events, obviously. I was with Chris Barman and Bob Lee, some of the, the pillars of ESPN, great guys and broadcasters uh, for that network. We were at that uh, A's Giants World Series, the Bay Area, when the earthquake struck it. And, and stayed on through the air with reporting. And then I also was uh, at the 96 Olympic Games doing uh, some up-close interviews for ESPN when when that, that bomb went off. And we were the only ones really who stayed on through the night uh, to do updates and reports, thinking that, hey, could it be worse? Could there be more problems? Um, so those were, those were some moments uh, beyond the fun and games of uh, uh, covering sports for ESPN. But in between that, 
Uh, there was a lot of you know great athlete interviews that I enjoyed uh, spending time with uh, doing late night sports centers with some great personalities, whether it was Linda Cohn or you know go back through the years and just, just people that were fun to work with and enjoying. Uh, I think growing uh, sports center in the years when uh, when they were when they were the kings. Yes, and then there in the late nineties, as uh, Fox Fox Sports started uh, getting started there with uh, NFL and MLB. Then you, uh, then you moved on to being part of uh, of Fox Sports. Yeah, that was by chance. I uh, did the interview show up close after Roy Firestone right. established right. the ESPN at the South Los Angeles. It's funny for years having been a reporter in LA for ESPN before I did Sports Center in the back to their home office in Connecticut. I was I was writing proposals and pitching all kinds of things to, to do shows from Los Angeles or the West Coast from California, like late sports centers or whatever. And I was told, oh, it'll never happen. Oh, da, 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 da. Look where we are today. So things change and develop for the better, I think. But I did that the interview and they, uh, it was an opportunity there uh, when my contract came up, I either to go back to Connecticut or Fox was continuing to grow its network with the headquarters, unlike CBS or ABC and NBC, where they're out of New York, right. the East Coast, Connecticut, uh, this was in L.A. The sports headquarters were for Fox Sports. And yes, they got the NFL, but they were adding baseball and then NASCAR and, and some of the other things and the opportunity to stay out here with my family and, and continue to grow and do other things with a, with a, with a network uh, and work with some really good people there. And I've been there for a couple of decades and still enjoy you know, every minute of it. I've experienced everything from working the broadcast events at World Series and Super Bowls, things that um, you like to cover, but when you're in the actual network broadcasting, and uh, there, there's just something special about that that stays with you, and, uh, it, and that, that's been really, really enjoyable and exciting, and, and continues uh, with with uh, the Fox sports events that they have to broadcast. Yes, and I know when uh, Fox has had the Super Bowl, You've uh, worked there with Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and and Aaron Andrews there with uh, earlier uh, Super Bowl uh, coverage there on Fox Sports. Yeah, I had a couple of you know significant sports moments. I was the sideline reporter with the Patriots when they were the undefeated team in the Super Bowl, and then ended up losing to the to the Giants, <laughs> having to cover Bill uh, interview Bill Belichick post game. <laughs> Uh, but then I also had the other side of that where the Patriots came back against Atlanta on that Fox broadcast, uh, the greatest comeback in a Super Bowl in overtime win for Brady and, and catching up with him moments after after the game. There were some other, uh, when the Red Sox finally broke through in the, the Little World Series, uh, ha, ha, being the field reporter for that with Kurt Schilling and Manny Ramirez. And, uh, just certain special moments as I'm just talking to you kind of flash with the, with the great uh, production crews that we've had at Fox, where states own a five hundreds with with NASCAR as well. So um, there have been a lot of different things, and and they continue to add different uh, sports that, that uh, we we get to cover. And to me, I you know I have the slogan that I've always got to have as a kid that motivate myself that every night's the Super Bowl, that every show's a big show. That whether you're doing a an NFL preseason game or work on the sideline of the Super Bowl, yes, we know there are differences but as a broadcaster i i still got excited it mattered to me it was that important and i think people watching if they're tuning in it matters to them and it should be treated uh with such and that so it's kind of kept my my intensity and my level of interest and excitement through through the years it just never gets old yes and here with uh nascar um 
you know, my wife and I, we live in uh, southeastern Virginia, about uh, 100 miles there from uh, Richmond International uh, Raceway. And I know that there was just a recent race there at RIR. But uh, how about how about this year starting starting out at the L.A. Coliseum? I mean, they've uh, they've had, of course, USC plays there, the the Raiders there in the 80s, but then they've also turned that into a, a baseball field over the years. But how was that covering NASCAR when they turned it into a, a racetrack? Yeah, it was special. NASCAR has really been creative. The, the dirt race that they moved to play, to race on, excuse me, in, 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 on the track in the Coliseum at Bristol, Tennessee, you know, that corner spot uh, is another breakthrough. They, they've rescheduled or I should say scheduled certain tracks in certain places to, to create better competition with the, the next gen, the new car that they have a, a slew of younger drivers, the majority of drivers that have won this year, most are under the age of 30, still have some of the champs of the sport, the mainstays, but uh, battling with, with this young wave of drivers. And I think NASCAR is what you said, going back to that, uh, clash at the Coliseum uh, to move it out of Daytona. You know, usually that was right before the Daytona 500. That's kind of been the tradition there, and, and, and go to a place that uh, a football field and turn it into a racetrack to try and, I guess, alert new fans or bring in fans, race fans. Hey, we can we can do this and jump on board. And and so it's kind of a, a I think the sports are re-energized in a way for for a number of reasons. Some of those that that I just mentioned, and and the Fox coverage has has always been fun from the beginning, and NASCAR's been great about working with us and our production crew in terms of you know where to put cameras and how to provide the best audio and show what the drivers are experiencing and um, and, I, and the audience has responded and the ratings have been, have been very very good right yes and uh, I, I've seen that um, Dale jr I mean uh, coming back to race at RIR last year and over the 9/11 weekend and then here just recently, you know, coming back to race to race in Martinsville. So he's uh he's still connected, even though what he I guess he's retired or semi retired. <laughs> yeah, well he's a yeah, broadcaster with NBC. Oh and, okay. and obviously the Earnhardt name carries a, a lot of, of weight and that's what's unique about uh, one of the many things you think about NASCAR, you still have guys that can, can jump in a car at a different level and, and still kind of compete and race, even if they are uh, retired. I mean, we have Michael Waltrip, who, who did some of that with uh, with us when he retired and was broadcasting and then got back in to, to run at uh, Talladega, two-time Daytona 500 winner. So, uh, and, and the fans, you know, there's a loyal, yes, there's, there's always in sports. It's another thing I appreciate, the loyal fan base and, you know, support your team and live and die with your driver or your crew or, or whatever. And then in NASCAR, there, there are those that still want to see some of their legends, even though they know they're retired, get back in a car and, and kind of have some fun and get behind the wheel. That's, that's one of the things we have at Darlington, kind of a throwback weekend, which is, you know, one of the old the old school tracks there in South Carolina that they run. And, and that's another great moment to see some of their old cars or former drivers come back and, and kind of celebrate the sport. Yes, and it's probably been been great here to uh, to go back have a have a regular schedule with uh, what's what's gone on in our country here the here the last two years with uh, coming out of the out of the pandemic. It was a it was difficult, obviously, on everybody in our world dealing with that, and and uh, very serious, obviously, in terms of health. 
how we respond to it, but and and it reminded us too. I think that you know sports really is is not just fun and games. I mean, there is a business, and it does do a lot to help uh, communities, to help the mental approach for for people who enjoy activities in and away from from work and some of the other stresses that that go on. It had to be done within the rules and guidelines. But yes, it's we somehow worked through it, and all the sports gave it their best shot. You know, there were different challenges for different sports, but the fact that we're through it, uh, for the most part, I mean, we're always right. going to have challenges. Right. I think especially the NFL show going forward, and NASCAR too, that, you know, that, uh, you know we can do this. Well, there's guidelines, but we'll, we'll, whether it's a virtual draft or whatever, yeah. it's not just stopping them up. And that's what's great, you know, about, about America and about people in, in sports. So there's always a way, we, you know, we can do this. And, and they showed that they can and did. And, and so it is, it's much less... <laughs> less stressful, less of a challenge now to, to do our jobs. Yes, and the recent uh, winner, uh, William Byron. I mean, my my nephews, I got I got three of them uh, in my brother's family, and uh, all three of them have gone to Liberty University. So remember uh, William Byron, you know, just starting out, and now he's uh, a successful uh, NASCAR driver. Yeah, and again, at age 24, right. a guy who, you know, in, in, the, in the Hendrick Motorsports, Rick Hendrick, what he's done with Chevrolet over the years, you know, even if he had different different drivers winning, uh, right. it seems like, you know, whether he's got a Jimmy Johnson or a Jeff Gordon, now a, a Byron Chase Elliott is part of that that racing team. Right. And, and right, Byron, as we're talking at this point, is the only two-time or repeat winner of this of this season, which is very encouraging. It's left the most laughs. So it, it um, yeah, it, it makes for uh, an exciting challenge in the big picture. Who's going to knock off uh, Lady Hendrick Chevrolet's as a team? You know, they've won the last couple of championships with Larson and, and Chase Elliott. And maybe this is, this is Wayne Byron's turn. Yeah. And, you know, with uh, following football, I mean, Joe Gibbs, you know, longtime NASCAR owner, but now I've seen Michael Jordan, Emmett Smith, you know, and of course, a few years ago, Brad Doherty, the former NBA player, you know, so it seems like that uh, other other athletes are moving into uh, NASCAR ownership. Yeah, and for years, and, and Brad Dory's still involved, but right. there were people, you know, Troy Aikman, Brett Favre, Dan Marino, even as partial investors in uh, car or race teams in NASCAR, and, and obviously it can be very costly. That's another area where NASCAR, I think, has worked to make it more cost-effective so that we can still have the kind of racing we want. And they've opened the door to uh, diversity, uh, ownership and management and hiring, and people, as you said, from other sports that have an interest that, that want to be involved, I think they're all for it. And certainly Michael Jordan with Denny Hamlin and that, that 2311 race team. Uh, not as successful yet on the track, but, but certainly they have, uh, have made great strides in our team to watch. Yes, and uh, let's see. So with NASCAR being from February to November, MLB being you know from april to october is your uh, is your mlb uh schedule there for fox is that is that during the week i know that you were on with um fs1 there with the d train last night it's yeah it's a really good opportunity of fox the network and then fs1 the cable side like mm-hmm. like espn that carries a lot of different programming with some of nascar some of it's baseball so Whatever they need me to do, I mean, my season runs through the Fox 
NASCAR season, with some baseball, and, and then, of course, NFL. Right. Uh, and we even do the, the Westminster Cattle Club Dog Show, uh, which, again, this year is usually in February. But this year it'll be uh, the second year because of COVID, probably hopefully the last year, moved in towards the summer. Uh, but that's also one of those special okay. <laughs> special events to do. So right. I, I like doing I you know, obviously I grew up with football, baseball, background like a lot of kids and they get into auto racing. But I, I my as a as a kid, my life cycle kind of went from sport to sport and season to season, you know, fall, winter, summer. So that's kind of still how I've through much of uh, my broadcast career, whether it was through local TV and radio, ESPN and Fox, and, and glad that those opportunities are still there because I, if I wasn't working, then I would be, you know, watching it as a as a fan and talking about it. Right. Yes. And do you so with uh, so with your busy schedule there with NFL, MLB, and and NASCAR? Do you still have your uh, your interview show or gone on to be a podcast? Do you still do that yeah, on the I, side? I did a little bit of, uh, and with Marquee Network, with the Cubs okay. channel, yeah. uh, something some called Chris and Tell, where we interviewed people, and I did some podcasts. And I don't have, and of course I had for years after up close, CMI, the Chris Myers interview, which at chrismyersports.com, the website still has some of those interviews from the past, but um, the the kind of talk show format has changed in terms of social media and podcasting. It's a different it's a different landscape, so I just ha- haven't really attacked that since I've been busy with other things, but I, I certainly do enjoy it. And it still is one of the, my favorite things to interview people, and i got to do that anyway, whether it's an analyst on a, a set talking baseball or at the track with, with a former driver or, or in the booth, obviously, with a guy who played the, in the NFL calling the games. Right. Yes. And uh, let's see. So I know uh, I know Richmond. Richmond was uh, was to start the month. Then um, then Martinsville. Where is uh, the NASCAR action here this weekend? This weekend it's special. It's the first time that they're running a dirt track race at Bristol, the, the mm-hmm. Coliseum they ran it there last year, but it's the first time they're running it on Easter evening mm-hmm. on Fox. On uh, It's a network special event. Uh, the thinking is we hope people will tune in like you would watch the, the, that NFL game on Christmas Day or, right. or that you know, get people gather around after there's been baseball during the day for this time of year. So it's, it's, it's a really good part of the schedule, exciting part of the schedule for NASCAR and our crew. Uh, which I'll have to be heading out to from 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 the Bristol race, the, the short track to then the following week is Talladega, uh, you know the biggest track, latest uh, track with uh, Super Speedway and all that comes with that. So we've had a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, uncertainty, a lot of exciting races this year, a lot of variety in terms of winners, and I, and I think that'll continue, especially over the next couple of races. Yes, and I know that Memorial Day weekend with honoring um, different. Uh, branches of the military the annual uh, coca-cola 600 there and there in charlotte has definitely been a great uh, great weekend for uh, for fans in the nascar sport yes it's always special uh, to to cover that event in, in charlotte uh, and uh, the the military that is so well appreciated that memorial that we can just celebrate it a little bit further uh, it's obviously nascar is the longest race so it's a kind of a different approach and again, with the new car, as the drivers continue to figure it out on their crews, that'll be a different kind of challenge going 
going 600 miles there at, uh, at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yes. Well, hey, Chris, I certainly uh, appreciate your time. And if you can just uh, hold on for a second here when I uh, when I stop taping. All right. So that's a that's a wrap here of uh, today.